Pet Resource Radio is sponsored by La Mega KC, Kansas City Spanish radio station. Listen online or at 100.5 FM. We're also sponsored by our friends at 1KC Radio. Listen at 100.1 in the KC Metro or online at 1KCRadio.org. We've got Edie Howard of Possibilities on the show to talk about their work making delicious treats for dogs while helping create jobs for people with disabilities. Coming up on Pet Resource Radio. From the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City, I'm Dave Shapiro. And I'm Sierra Howe. Welcome to the show. We're coming to you from the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City. We're a nonprofit whose goal is what? To keep pets and people together through supportive services. Yep. We're doing it every day. Every day. Every day, more and more every and, day. And more pets, yes. too. Yeah. It's N- not getting... just more services, more pets. There's a big need in the community that is just going to keep growing, so we have to keep up with it. Yeah, as it stands right now, it looks like we'll probably see about 10,000 more pets this year than Which we did is... last year crazy yep i mean it speaks to our growth to some extent but i think it also speaks to the the intense need in the community Mm -hmm. as we were talking about on the last episode of the pet news yes well you want to do some pet news yeah speaking of here we go doggy sniffers they're great no one's going to argue that But a new study shows how good they are at picking up stress in humans. Four dogs, 36 human beings. Scientists at Queen's University Belfast in the UK collected sweat and breath samples from the humans and then gave them a math puzzle to solve, which, you know, causes stress. Especially when it's counting backwards aloud from 9,000 in units of 17 for three minutes. (laughs) That'll raise your stress level for sure, which changes the compounds found in human sweat and breath. So when presented with the before samples and then samples from the same humans after their mathematical gymnastics, the dogs were able to determine with 90% accuracy which samples came from after the stressor was added. Now, the training method to get them to understand the parameters of the experiment utilized positive reinforcement. So the dogs actually got excited at the idea of stress stress chemicals, but the results still stand. And in truth, the success rate was higher than the researchers expected. I feel like my dogs would not get excited because they totally like vibe off of the what I'm feeling right now. Sure. But I want to go back. Who was that one person in the room who said, yeah, let's count backwards by 17 from 9,000. Like that, there was just one person, you know it. But they're genius. No, and it's clearly excellent. it works. I so. would not. I would be crying within thirty seconds. <laughs> like, like, there's no way. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. They they recognize that, and uh, they, you know, and I I would imagine that probably with this experiment, you know, was not people that the dogs knew. So there mm-hmm. isn't that added thing like you were yeah. saying. Like with your dogs, they're they're that's catching true. up in your vibes. So I wonder if it's just a different, you know, a different setup. Yields that different uh, uh, experience. You're probably right. You are right. No, but I just love dogs for this reason. They're the best. I mean, cats are good too. Cats are fine. My cat thinks he's a dog, so whatever. (laughs) All right, moving on. Now, I didn't live on campus when I went to college, but if I did, I'd go to Nichols State University in Thibodeau, Louisiana. They are the first public university in the state of Louisiana to allow students to bring their pets, not just emotional support animals, to live with them on campus. 
The pilot program is called Pet Friendly Living Learning Community and is being tested in a dorm that features 10 rooms with back porches and a fenced-in grassy area making it perfect for the students and their pets. Quote, Research clearly shows that many students can benefit both psychologically and socially from living with an animal companion, says Vice President of Student Affairs Michelle Caruso. We wanted to create this community as a way to both enhance the quality of life for students and also challenge them to grow in personal and and social accountability. What do the students think about it? Nichols State University senior Taylor LaFleur has been wanting to bring her dog to campus since she was a freshman. Quote, Moa, her seven-month-old Great Pyrenees mix, helped me take my mind off of my other responsibilities while also helping me stay in line and reminding me someone loves me and is happy to see me no matter what. This personally makes me so happy because college life can be stressful and who better to help make that load a little lighter than our pets. Yep. And it's... They coincided because we were just talking about how they pick up on stress. Yep, exactly. So, oh, one thing I did forget to mention: there were uh, like I think three people who brought cats. So, yeah, we've got balance. It's not all about dogs. No, it's not all about dogs. I hope more universities pick up on this though, because I do too, and I'll be curious to see what the results are of them kind of For making sure. this situation. Maybe we'll have to do a, a follow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely keep an eye on it. Um, well, why don't we go talk to Edie Howard from Possibilities? This one is going to be really good. Possibilities has been doing good in the community for decades using the fine art of making homemade dog treats to help folks with developmental disabilities get gainful employment and learn skills that will help them build a better life. We've got Edie Howard from Possibilities here to talk about the program. Edie, welcome to Pet Resource Radio. David, it's great to be here. Fantastic. Well, so what is Possibilities and where did the idea come from? So Possibilities is a nonprofit organization, and we work with young adults who have special needs, and we use the creation of pet products, such as treats and toys and bandanas, to teach uh, job training skills. And the idea came, and our founder is from Debbie Horn. Okay. Debbie Horn has a young uh, son, Matthew, who also has Down syndrome, such as my daughter. My daughter has Ah, okay. Well, I'll ask you later on about your own personal experiences for sure. So the employees can learn a variety of skills through the program, right? Correct. Okay. What kind of skills are we talking about? Well, the skill set really, David, comes into two categories. Um, The first one would be what we call soft skills. These are skills that are absolutely necessary as a foundation to be successful. Mm -hmm. So for example, time management. Clock in on time, take your break on time, come back from lunch on time. And we work that into their schedule. Um, Being able to stay focused, stay Mm -hmm. on task, be able to follow directions. And Mm -hmm. so an employer gives you, I want this, 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 and this done. Then we get this, 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 and this done. So we set it up to provide a lot of soft skill training. Um, And also conflict resolution. What happens if another employee you don't like or boss or how do you handle your phone? Should you be on your phone? Those right. type. Then we have uh, what we call hard skills. So at Possibilities, we provide, um, we create uh, pet products. So mm-hmm. that's the training ground. So in doing so, we have a bakery um, and we actually have commercial grade equipment. So mm-hmm. they're learning uh, actual skills that can be transferable into a, a bakery. Um, we have a storefront. 
And with the storefront comes stocking, comes cleaning. Mm -hmm. And so those are also transferable skills. So we have, and then um, we also work out in the markets and we sell our uh, wares at various like farmers markets, events, et cetera. So we're working with customers and being able to navigate. We use a square program to be able to check customers out. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. That's super handy. Um, so would you say that there's a shortage of opportunities for people with disabilities? You know, interestingly enough, I would say at this point, no. Mm. In the last several years, with the changes that have taken place with the pandemic, um, with the, the lack of return back into the workforce, there's mm. a plethora of opportunity. What we find the most challenging is transportation. Right. Because many of our students and, and many within the disability population, transportation, they may not be driving. So that's really more of an issue um, than I would say opportunity. So what are the benefits to employing someone with disabilities? That is a great question, which I'm really glad that you asked. Yes. You <laughs> um, know, I looked up to see if there would be actual studies that are, that are current and mm-hmm. I've got some good information to report. Awesome. So, and I look at this in terms of what we can quantify and then what we can't quantify. So okay. I'll start with quantification. There's, this comes from a 2018 study and this was done by job, job accommodation network. And what they were looking at is the cost to accommodate an employee with a disability versus the cost to accommodate those employees who don't have a disability. And they found that it's basically the same with oh. the exception. Yeah. With the exception, though, when they were studying outputs um, after the accommodations with the individuals with special needs, they found that 89% accommodations helped retain employees. Mm-hmm. There was a 72% reported improved employee productivity. And there's a 56% increased employee attendance. Now, that's what we can quantify, but I think overriding and and probably even more prevalent is looking at the benefits that are not quantifiable. So in the Journal of Business and Psychology um, in 2020, they they took a look at employers' concerns for hiring individuals with disabilities. And in the benefits category, some of the strongest they found across the board was job satisfaction, Mm -hmm. and that's where everyone employee morale and decreased turnover. So what, what, what company wouldn't, I mean, right. Employee morale. We can't put a number behind it, but boy, if it's, it feels good. We all know it. Right. And if it feels bad, we all know that. We all know that too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to share one other thought on this. And this is just my own personal experiences. There is a joy. There is an innocence um, that our young adults bring mm-hmm. to the equation that just, you know, when they come in, they have the huge smile and they're just excited to see you and they're excited to be at work. And yeah. they're so, you know, it's just, it's refreshing. Yeah. I can totally It's refreshing. Wow. Day in and day out. Yeah. Day in and day out. Well, what are some of the success stories that you've seen? Well, uh, many, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, our most recent uh, would be Katie Pine. Mm-hmm. Katie Pine um, has been with Possibilities for a couple years. And her first employment experience, David, unfortunately, was really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, she was at a grocery store, and the first manager, they had a management change. And with that second manager, did not really welcome her. Okay. okay. So, unfortunately, that took Katie... Um, and left her in a, a very um, 
discouraged position. Yeah. Now we went back and with Katie, we've worked with her at pause and she's gone out to the markets. Um, Subaru of Olathe actually underwrote our markets this year, Oh, cool! which allowed us to pay our employees. Yeah. And she got back up on that horse. Oh. She got back up on that horse and knocked it out of the ballpark. And now she's employed over at Olive Garden as a hostess. Oh. Has done so well that it's opened the door for more of our students. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just, last week, uh, Kyle uh, started, and he's now going to be helping um, doing dishwashing and table, you know, busing, busing type. Right. And the manager has been so amazing um, in welcoming all of our students. He's like, if you bring more people like Katie, we're just... That's so great. It's awesome. Um, Courtney, another student at our uh, in our program, uh, once again was dealt with some challenges in terms of you know self confidence and being very shy. Sure, worked her tail off at the markets. Has done a fabulous job, and now and she started at Cosentino's. Nice. They have her in a program at Cosentino's Market. So that's why I'm I'm there. Yeah. You know, that's seeing those, um, all, everyone, David, all of us deserve to feel productive and valued. Um, it's life changing. And that's what I, honestly, that's what I hear when you talk about it, when you talk about them having those experiences at the beginning and then coming into a situation where they feel valued it, it. I can't imagine what it's like to to say, now I am finally at a place where I feel valued. Well, and and you know, in watching it, it's just, and and, and these young ladies um, are training other students. Right. So now, then we've gone from super shy, not wanting to open her mouth. I'm speaking of Courtney now at, at the first event to out there at Holiday Mart with me talking to people about right. possibilities. We're talking about who else were, uh, students were going to be training to work out in the marketplace. So She's talking about her job. I mm-hmm. mean, it makes everyone feel good. It's a win for everyone. Yeah. You know, the, the customers enjoy it and, and their contributions and what they purchase goes to help support it. And anyway, it's, it's wonderful. I could talk about it all and on. <laughs> well, then no, that's fantastic. That's what we want. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about you personally now. So what, what motivated you to work for possibilities? Well, that's easy. I've come home. I finally figured out, David, what I wanted to do when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got like two years left to work. No, is not <laughs> taking quite that long. Maybe 20 years left. Um, my daughter, as I'd mentioned earlier, Jacqueline, um, she has Down syndrome mm-hmm. and is doing really well. I'm so proud of her. Um, possibilities is part of the, what has helped her um, develop her work ethic. She and I were volunteering at the farmer's markets mm-hmm. many years ago. And so I, I decided that I wanted to dedicate the rest of my working years to helping young adults with special needs in employment. And I, I called Debbie and, and we visited and that door opened and I couldn't be happier, but it was from my own experiences and trials and tribulations working with my own child that I made the decision to work in this area. Yeah. So what are some ways that people can get involved? Well, we have a a really robust volunteer program. Mm -hmm. So they can come and help um, actually at Possibilities where they can do treats and bag treats, Mm -hmm. uh, cut fabric, 
make pull toys. And when they volunteer at our place, they're absolutely going to have a good time because our students will be their teachers. Awesome. Now, they can volunteer as uh, one-on-one, or if they are in a company that allows hours, you know, mm-hmm. then they can also schedule that. Group opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. And and where can people go to see those kinds of opportunities? Go to pausekc.org. Okay. And not only will you see there's a volunteer tab that they can sign up for the individuals or for groups, but they also can take a look at the different products that our students make. Yeah, I was looking at those. They're really awesome. I really – I just – I love all the writing on the, the treats and I, I just, I love all that stuff. Okay. All right. Well, Edie Howard, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was really great to talk to you. I enjoyed it. And I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share about possibilities. National Pitbull Day is October 26th, so today we thought we'd take some time to look at some myths and facts surrounding the breed. First myth, that Pitbull is a breed. Pitbull is actually a kind of catch-all term that contains the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, uh, the American Staffordshire Terrier, and the American Pitbull Terrier. Many dogs that bear a physical resemblance are classified as pit bulls when they actually aren't. It's hard to determine breed origin from appearance. In fact, as many as 75% of mixed breed dogs in animal shelters are misidentified as the wrong breed. Myth number two, that they have locking jaws. Nope. Sure don't. Actually, there's no such thing in any breed of dog. Third, that they're inherently aggressive. In temperance tests, pit bulls were actually the second most tolerant breed behind golden retrievers. The least tolerant? The Chihuahua. Uh, pit bulls were actually known as nanny dogs in the early part of the last century, being the breed of choice among parents with young children. There are still many cities around the U.S. with breed-specific legislation that prevents people from owning pit bulls within city limits because they're, quote, dangerous. But all these laws do is force people to hide their pets from authorities and folks who might tell on them. That means fewer vet visits, which means a lower quality of life. It just doesn't work. As for us here, we see pit bulls every single day, and the vast, vast majority of them are just sweet old blockheads that are fun goofballs. So if you're in the market for a sweet bundle of energy, look no further. And now we say goodbye to you, friends. Big thanks again to Edie Howard from Pausabilities for stopping by the show. You can find more info on Pausabilities at pausekc.org. As for us, we're a nonprofit dedicated to keeping pets and people together, and you can help. Just go to prckc.org and you can donate, volunteer, shop our online store, and more. And that online store has just been updated with some new t-shirt designs by yours truly. So check them out. Just wore mine yesterday. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcasting app, please rate us and leave us a review. That always helps people find us. And for all the latest info, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at PRR Podcast on both platforms. So tail wags and purrs to you and yours. And as Conrad Lauren said, there is no faith which has never yet been broken except that of a truly faithful dog. Take care. Pet Resource Radio is a production of the Pet Resource Center of Kansas City. Produced, written, and hosted by Sierra Howe and David Shapiro. Recorded, mixed, and mastered by Dave Shapiro. Music by Hazel Raw Musical Industries, a.k.a. me. More info at soundcloud.com slash Musical Industries. Hazel Raw Musical Industries.